0: Yes, morning everyone, it is Friday, August 19, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and a very good morning to you, if you're just tuning in, and uh, had, well, a rather large sleep last night, like the Pupster, 26-22, Penrith over the Bunnies, Penrith are minor premiers, for the fourth time in their history, for the second time in three years, and it was a cracking game of footy. Uh, they led 20-12, to the Panthers, and then South fought their way back to lead 22-20 within the last 10 minutes. A penalty goal leveled it up. And then Los Liam Martin, who had uh, a couple of tries missed earlier in the evening. He had a good impact on the game, though. It uh, was almost a minor miracle he was playing after his ankle injury last week, but he crashed over late. And uh, Penrith, they've done it again. Minor premiers.
1: Yeah, he was fantastic last night, Liam Martin. He crashed over in the 78th minute to wrap that game up for, for the Penrith Panthers, and well done to them. That's their second minor premiership in the last three years. They had to do it tough last night without Cleary, Luai, and no forward leader in James Fisher-Harris, South Sydney. They looked good with the ball, but for me, just that their defensive part of the game, they just weren't tough enough and prepared enough to to sort of dig in for that 80 minutes in a real tight arm wrestle. Uh, But Penrith, they are a team that just keeps coming. They've got some really good players right across the paddock and they're going to be definitely hard to beat. But to wrap the minor premiership up uh, with two games remaining, it's a fantastic effort from Penrith. They set their season up at the start of the year. You know, they've started to get injuries and suspensions at the back end of the year, but most of those players, if not all of them, will be back back. possibly, um, you know, in round 25. And, you know, they're they're heading in the right direction at the moment. I still think it's it's more open than what we thought probably six weeks ago. But for me, Penrith is still the side to beat.
0: Cracking game tonight. Brisbane up against the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium. And, uh, well, we've got the grand final staying in Sydney, not going to Brisbane this year, but then from 2023 onwards set to be sold off to the highest bidder. Uh, other news around the traps tonight. Big game in the AFL between Melbourne and Brisbane at the Gabba. And whoever wins that will finish top four. Whoever is the loser is vulnerable. Uh, they're both in the four at the moment. Tomorrow, Enemo is the $2.30 favorite. It's firmed in from two eighty in final field betting for the Group 1 Wink Stakes as well. In rugby, Dave Rennie has axed James O'Connor. From a 35 man squad for the next two tests against South Africa here in Australia. And Bernard Foley's been recalled. Uh, Rennie says that O'Connor failed to implement the game plan there against Argentina. I tell you
1: what, Mitter, I tell you what, we're in all sorts, aren't we? Like, Bernard Foley hasn't been a part of the setup for, what, three years? Uh, 2019 World Cup. He played his
0: last game S- so, yeah.
1: So, so. We got rid of Cooper. We got rid of O'Connor. We got rid of Bernard Foley. We're moving forward. Well, they went and to th- play overseas. Yeah, but it still doesn't matter. They can still call them back. They can still get one of those guys back. Mm. And and they wanted to move on from all those three guys. All right.
0: Yeah, at the time. So it's
1: like a footy club making the decision that you're going to move on, and then three years later, you're expecting them to come back into the setup. And be your saviour and be your starting number 10.
2: And be better than what they were in their prime. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Yeah, like and, the Quade-Cooper combo. And again, oh, good on Quade. He's still going. He's still playing good footy. He's done a great job since he's come back into the Australian squad. But are we serious? Like, we're expecting him to be better than he was in his prime.
1: Curtley will be back soon too.
2: KB, get him mm. in. But you know, him so in. We can't
1: just we keep relying on those guys when we yeah. couldn't deliver with those guys oh, in the team.
0: You are yeah. all you're right. Why is it now? I mean it is desperation stakes, isn't it, to go back to guys. Well, that's what it seems like. It just seems like we're on their way out after course. the last world like, cup.
2: You look at you look back, remember when we, you know, the Aussie cricket team was had so many superstars in it and then when they retired, we ended up going to I think we we'll are ranked 5th in the world in test cricket. It would have been like us at that stage going, "Oh, Warney, McGrath, get him back." Gilly, Hados, you Mardo to, tried
0: to get Wardy back, didn't you? Nah, every summer,
2: Wardy wanted to come back every summer, <laughs> but not play. He was unsure. He was unsure he was going to play or coach. You like, want a captain coach? Uh, but it would have been like us doing that, thinking, okay, well, we're we're struggling here. We're gone from number one in the world over a, you know, twenty year period to now we're at number five. Oh my God! Let's go back to to the old boys. But
1: and you're talking about Shane Warne, and you're talking about yeah. legends. And I don't Freaks. want to be disrespectful to these guys. They're very good players.
2: They're not, but mourning. they're not. Yeah, they're not
1: the king of their craft yeah. in their sport. Yeah, no, uh, I
2: think we've got to look a lot deeper. And, and yeah, I think rugby. We've said it. We've said it for a long time. Rugby in this country at the moment is not fulfilling the expectation that that we have. And and, and I I think the Australian team, the wall of it, that's just the shop front window. Look deeper than that. Why are we not producing that talent that we used to produce? Well,
0: rugby is producing the talent. Guess where they're all going.
2: Well, yeah, but why? (laughs) But that's what I'm saying. That's a part of rugby as well. That's a massive part of what rugby need to consider and think about and find a way. But but who's been
1: the, the number 10 that Rugby league have grabbed hold of mido from from rugby union. I don't no, know yeah, not a not 10. not in that not in that position. You're right. No, yeah, you know, that's... like the outside backs and, mm. and back rowers. I, I get yep. all that, but for a position that's so important mm. in a game, and we have struggled to find one, I I, I find hard to comprehend. Yeah, it's because like, a, half, you it's be like a halfback, isn't it? Yeah, you'd, league, you'd be like... getting all those good young yeah. number tens, and you'd be putting time and effort into it and they should have been doing that 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. Uh, now we've got Adam Pengilly waiting very patiently while he is Loz, You're the king of the multi at the moment. So it is open. We've oh, got it's finally there. Open. We've right. got there.
1: So you better right. give it to us so we can get Pengilly's thoughts on it. Oh, here we go. Right, what we are going to do? We're going to start nice and early. We're going to the tab highway. So race 1 number 5 and we're going to put in Bandy's boy to run a hole. So all we need is just Bandy's boy to run a place. And then we're going to race six, number seven. And I reckon he's about to find form. Too much to bear. So we need too much to bear to run mm. top two. And if you like that multi-courtesy of our great mates at Sticky Wings, that's paying $9. 9 bucks in its usual spot, tab app, tab website, Sports, today's
0: offers, click on sport offer. The Sticky Wings, big sports breakfast, best. Adam Pengilly, thanks for waiting, mate. Morning to you.
3: Morning, Jared. Morning, boys.
0: Uh, we'll get to your thoughts on the races soon, but let's start with the footy. And what did you make of Penrith securing another minor premiership and last night with a lot of very quality players missing as well?
3: Yeah, first of all, what a cracking game of football, Jared. That was uh, one of the highest quality games we've seen for several weeks, I would have thought. And um just goes to show how good this Penrith system is. Still missing Cleary, still missing Luai, still missing Fisher-Harris. And to be able to go toe-to-toe with South, who have been flying of late, and then put them away in the final stages. A massive testament to the club to win there, or win another minor premiership after an outstanding season. I just want to say, how good is that like, just he, He's got to be one of my favourite players to watch. And that, that play in the last couple of minutes, that match-winning play to put Liam Martin across when... You can see every single South defender had eyes for Sean O'Sullivan, and then just to use his feet and his shoulders as deception, which is absolutely fantastic. I think he's really Penrith's X-factor when it comes to the finals.
1: Yeah, very good player, and you mentioned the fact that he's got nice deception from dummy half, and that's the way he sells it. And, you know, you've got to be on in the middle of the park when you defend Penrith, because if you're not, Corusow can put a dent in you, and given that you've got to be so tight then to worry about him and Fisher-Harris and Isaiah Yeo, it just opens it up a bit more on the fringes for when Cleary and, and Louie get the football. But, you know, you you throw in uh, chorus Dil- Dylan Edwards is pound for mm. pound one of the, the best players uh, in the competition. We noticed him in that game last night and we sort of noticed last week when he wasn't there the difference that he makes to this football team. You know, they'll be humming when they get to finals. They've wrapped up the minor premiership. Um, they're a very, very good team. Jeez, oh, 26 points South allowed Penrith to put on them without Cleary and Luai. Mm. Um, that, for me, is a concern.
3: Yeah, that,
1: that, to me, is a concern when they can put... And possibly could have had more points put on.
3: Well, Liam Martin bombed a couple of tries, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know they got the attack...
1: Like... But for me, they they it's all about attack. They don't... They've got to prioritise their defence.
3: Mm,
1: mm. If they prioritise their defence a lot more and, and they get their attack right, which we know is there, they, they, they can beat all the good teams. But until they get a, a tougher attitude to the way they defend it, at times they did last night, but then they conceded plenty of easy yardage and that was a worry for mine. Mm. What, what an
3: underrated player Sean O'Sullivan is as
1: well, Loz. Like, I just... Yeah, you know, just the
3: way he, he steered that team around without Cleary last night. I thought his kicking game was really uh, made Latrell Mitchell work last night, and probably found him out out of position a couple of times. And a couple of kicks they made him get down low and bend him up on, his, uh, bend him, bend down and pick him up from his own goal line. And I thought Sean O'Sullivan was was really really smart there last night. I'm very keen to see what Ivan does for that last round against the Cowboys in Townsville. Um, whether he just plays a second string team and virtually just rests his players on mass, because that's a long trip up to Townsville. In the final round of the season, and obviously got to travel to get back to Sydney to prepare for a final the following week. And you imagine they're probably going to be opening the final series on, on a Friday night, given that they're minor premiers, or at the very least playing Saturday. So he's got a few decisions to make in regards to how he sort of manages their loads the next couple of weeks. Yeah,
1: there'd be only one that you'd be looking at, and that's Isaiah, yeah? Yeah. I mean, all the others have missed a bit of football. You know, you, you look at Dylan Edwards, he, he had last week off. You know, you've got Cleary and Louie Fisher-Harris, I, th- I think Isaiah Yeo's the, the one that you, you give a rest to if you want to because of the workload that he has. I, I, I can't see them resting too many more. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did Parramatta, did Parramatta rested on mass last
3: year in the final round of the season? They actually played Penrith, and Penrith played all their guys, I'm, I'm pretty sure, uh, if my memory serves me correctly.
1: Ooh, yeah, um, that's, I think you might be right. I think you're right, I think, yeah. I think, yeah, because I remember reading a story about how they did it Oh, a decade before or something. Yeah. Against yeah. the Dragons. Was that right?
3: Yeah, potentially. I'll, didn't they, didn't make...
1: they play a Dragons one week and they got beaten Parramatta and then I think Dragons were minor premiers or something and then Parramatta turned up on the Sunday afternoon and, you know, it was a warm day and they they beat them. The year that Parramatta went on that run and made a yeah, grand final. Yep.
0: Yeah, 2009. Yeah. Now, the NRL grand final staying in Sydney this year. Adam, what have you made of it all?
3: Well, thank God, Jared. it's over, <laughs> if I can put it in those terms. This has been going on for weeks, if not months, and I'm glad they finally came to decision. Were you, were you writing Peter Volland's script there yesterday, Jared? Or um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Peter needs anyone to read his, write his scripts. He's got it all 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 done
1: himself.
3: I liked Bruno Cherry. Right, that was good.
1: <laughs> hmm. Were you at the press conference yesterday? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. What, I was, yeah. what, what did everyone think when he announced that Melbourne <laughs> at the start was going to host it? Did everyone go? <gasps> Well, I sort of did
3: a little bit myself, I thought, what, what's he going on about? Here? But, yeah, he, he delivered it with a fair bit of uh, conviction as well, so um,
1: it was quite funny
3: himself. Yeah, it was very good, very good. um. Yeah, I think I think they've made the right decision. And financially, New, the New South Wales government came to the party late yesterday morning, if, if all the reports were, were right, were led to believe are correct, uh, and bumped up their offer just a little bit at the last minute. And that got them across the line. And I think I said to you guys on the program, if not last week, the week before, um, Acor Stadium's got 80,000 seats. They, they can sell an extra 30,000 seats in Sydney as opposed to Brisbane. And don't discount how crucial that is for the NRL to try and commercialise those extra seats and the revenue they can generate from that and compare that to the Suncorp Stadium up there in Brisbane. So I'm very keen to see what they do with the concepts going forward. I, I get the impression that Andrew Abdo is obviously very smart commercially. That's his background. He's very, very keen to explore this option of this Super Bowl concept of selling it off to, to different grounds and different states throughout Australia. My personal opinion, I, I would hate to see it go to an Optus Stadium in Perth or a Melbourne cricket ground purely because... I don't think they're rugby league grounds. I just think you lose so much atmosphere playing on these oval venues. Uh, I know they've got a lot of seats. I know they're major venues, but rugby league, the best thing about it is the atmosphere it can generate the ground like Suncorp Stadium or our core stadium in Sydney with a rectangular field. And I know we sell off the origin to, to another state every year. And I, I actually don't mind that. I think that's okay. But I think our grand final should be traditionally be played in Sydney. If we are going to take it to Brisbane, yeah, that's okay once every few years. I'm probably not completely against that. I still believe the grand final should be in Sydney, but I don't know if I'm a massive fan of taking interstate for these over venues.
2: like it. Buddy, what did you make of the Caelan Ponger saga? And Do you think you should keep the captaincy or lose it? Yeah,
3: Clucky, this is a fascinating one. The NRO Integrity is going to hand down their report at some stage in the next few days, you would have thought. Uh, I think they're getting close to finalising that. It's a massive call for Newcastle. It's a massive, massive call. Um I know a lot of people would say that you know, whether he's done anything right or wrong in terms of... Well, there are only insinuations at this stage. We'll be very careful about yes. you know, alleging anything. But it was a bad look. No one can dispute that. It was a bad look on Saturday night to be in that toilet cubicle with his teammate coming out you know, minutes after his team's been pumped up there in, in, in Brisbane. Um, as a club captain, he probably should have been making his choice a, a lot wiser. Now, what do Peter Parker and the Knights do? Do they, they take a stand now and take the captaincy off him? But I look around that squad. And I don't know if there's a natural successor. I don't mm. think Caelan's a natural captaincy, to be fair. But, you know, who do you go with if you take it off him? Do you, do you now put the responsibility on him and say, OK, mate, you've stuffed up. Now it's your turn, your, your time to lead this club out of the mire, basically. And we're going to ride you. And you're going to be the leader that we need. That's the question they've got to ask themselves. And the, I suppose they've probably already been asking themselves the last week. And it'll be fascinating to see what decision they come up with.
1: Yeah. I, I think with Caelan, if you're going to have him as captain, you've got to have people around him to show him what sometimes what leadership looks like. (laughs) What does he have that at the
3: moment,
1: Lois? What's that?
3: He doesn't have that at the moment, does
1: he? No, he he doesn't at all. He doesn't at all. Basically, they've just gone, there's the captaincy, go out and do your best.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and, you know, with leadership comes a lot more than just being the best player, and we've spoken about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, do you really want the captaincy? You know, what does captaincy look like away from the field? What does it look like on the field? You know, are you prepared to have tough conversations? Are you prepared to challenge your, your teammates, you know? Are you prepared to do extras with your coach in terms of planning your sessions and, and planning your game plan? There's a lot more things that go into it rather than just being the, the, the C on, on game day, you know? Representing your club at, at different functions, going and talking to, to sponsors. Um, mm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things involved with, with leadership, and I think at times people are just thrown in there without actually knowing what leadership looks like.
3: I, I remember And tra- it's unfair on them. Yeah, I remember changing to him, Was at the start of the season. I think it was after a trial game they played against the Bulldogs up there in Newcastle. And I had a chat to him for a few minutes in the sheds just about the captaincy and his thoughts on it. And I, and I just walked away with the impression that he still wasn't convinced himself that he wanted to do mm. it. Um, he, he was still trying to get his head around it. I know that was only early in the year, but... I reckon if you ask him now, even still, I don't think he's quite mm. completely grappled with the concept of, of what it means and everything else that comes with it, the captaincy, as you're mentioning, was But that, that, And Newcastle's such a proud rugby league town. I know we bang on about that all the time, but it, it's a massive honour to captain that club. And you have to be all in. You have to be completely all in on that job. And for being honest, I don't think Caelan has been this year. Um, that might come in time. He's still only young, and he still might learn it, but the time for the Knights is now. They've got to turn it around now. They just cannot afford to have another season like they've had this year in, in 2023.
1: No, they certainly can't. I'll tell you, who can't afford another poor season by the sounds of things is Desi Hasler and Manley.
3: Yeah. The season's just going from bad to worse. He's not lost. Um Obviously, a few more injuries this week. Jake will is to play to play again this year. Ruben Garrick's obviously out for the season. And their season's unravelling really fast. I think if you ask them if they want to be over right now, I think a lot of those players put their hand up and say, yep, just get us to the off-season. Let's start again fresh next year. I, I still... I'm trying to get my head around this Dez situation and, and his contract next year. There's, there's no doubt that the winds of change are slowly starting to blow through Manly there. They've obviously got a new chief executive with Tony Mestrov. Um, Dez is, you know, you know how Dez works. He, he's yeah. run the club for a number of years now, hasn't he? He does, yeah. he does everything from coaching the football teams and managing a lot of the stuff off the field. and. I think they want to try and, you know, I suppose, distinguish Dez's position a little bit more.
1: Uh, going. Can I that. ask you this, though, Adam? And I know there's coaches out there, but do you actually see an obvious successor to Dez? Because sitting here right now, I don't. Well, look
3: around the competition now, laws, and the clubs that have been searching for a coach, we're talking the Bulldogs, the Tigers, the Warriors, have virtually all gone for untried coaches. Let's just take Tim Sheens out of it for a minute because Benji's going to be the long-term successor there. They've all gone for guys who are rookie coaches. Uh, Manly is a very unique club. Um, Trent Barrett was a rookie coach when he went up to Manly. We all know how that's finished. And Dez sort of just fits Manly, doesn't he? Um, and I, yeah. I, can't, I can't see any obvious successor waiting in the wings, ready to go up there at Manly, uh, whether it's someone coming through the system or someone externally. I know the name we keep talking about You know, uh, fr- from an experienced point of view is, is Shane Flanagan, and he sits, seems to can't land a job at the moment, and, and I, to me, can't understand why in a lot of respects. Uh, but I I agree with you, lost I, I can't see anyone just waiting there ready to go no. to take the role if they move on from Des.
1: No, there's sort of not an obvious fit there at the moment when I'm looking at it. I go, geez. Because yeah, even Flannell, I don't know whether Flanner would fit that manly sort of style or culture. Yeah. Yep. Uh you know, it's just one of those ones. It, it, no, that's not saying he, he wouldn't do a good job, but I just don't see that person that you go, yeah, I can see that working. I can see that, you know, going together and being a happy relationship.
3: Mm-hmm. They've got some calls to make, Manly. They're, very, very, they're going to be a fascinating watch next year, Manly, I think for the first few months of the season.
0: Definitely. Okay, racing and Loz's multi. So he's got in the highway race one, Bandy's boy top three and too much to bear in race six to run top two. Uh, any thoughts there, Adam?
3: Yeah, well, Loz, you know I don't bet in the highways usually, so I'll, I'll give that one a wide berth. I've barely looked at the highway for, for tomorrow. But too much to bet does find his right distance there tomorrow. So it's a tougher race than what he's been finding that with the challenge last start. But 2,000 metres is right up his alley. So I'm not going to say anything to you, Loz, because you've been flying with this multi of late, so you don't need any endorsement or anything from me. You just keep doing what you're doing. Um Keep going. I appreciate that, mate. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. What, have you got? what have you got then for us, <laughs> best mate? Best bet on the program, race 4 number 8 Casino Kid, Jared. I was filthy on myself for not backing him last start. I thought he was in a right sort of race, but just a little bit uh, suspect about 1100 metres to 1600 metres. But he ran out of his skin. I know he makes a very similar feel. He goes up a little bit in weight, but I think he went again. So that's race 4 number 8 Casino Kid, the best bet on the program. And the wing stakes, Jared. Uh, He's just a tough race this year. I just I can't get Animo that short. I, I still oh. think he's just he's very very short. But then I listened to Duff, who I respect enormously on form line last night, saying this horse should be odds on. He's the best bet on the program. So I thought he'd be he should be somewhere closer to around that three dollar mark. If I'm going to have a small play in the racing, have something small on Fangirl each way. Mm but uh, a very tricky race to start the Group 1 season in Sydney.
0: Very tricky it is. Mate, you have a great weekend. Thank you. Yeah,
3: enjoy the weekend, boys. We'll chat on Monday.
0: Deliciously flaky pastry on top and bottom, which is rolled extra thin, a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Talking about Garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour, and there's heaps of flavours to choose from. Here's a thought. Take a night off from cooking. Grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew. They're available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. And remember, we're located in the chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, just ask for Garlo's Pies by name. Garlo's Pies, they're thin on pastry. They're big on meat. 26-22 last night, Penrith over South Sydney. Now over on the PGA Tour and the FedEx Cup playoffs. The BMW Championship opening round in Delaware. And Adam Scott, second after a 6-under-65 Trails Keegan Bradley, the American, by one stroke uh, after a quality opening round from the Aussie. Uh, Mark Leishman also was solid. Three under, a 68. Uh, Cam Davis, he's uh, shot a two under 69. Lucas Herbert, a one under 70. So the Aussies pretty good. Many of them are under par there at the start of that tournament. Now, Alia Tomjanovic, I don't think she's got on court yet, but she's uh, set to play over there in Cincinnati this morning. Uh, now, the multi is open, courtesy of Sticky Wings. And Los. you're going to Royal ranwick on Wink Stakes Day tomorrow.
1: We certainly are, Mido. We're going race one, number five, Bandy's Boy to run a place. And then race six, number seven, too much to bear to finish top two. And that is paying $9. In its usual spot, the Tab app, the Tab website.
0: Just click on Sport and Today's Offers. Now, as far as the wing stakes is concerned, a couple of texts here. Uh, Gate 1 might cost Enemo if the fence is off. Weather dependent, that's what I'm hoping anyway, says Blake the Bogan. Hey, fellas, fangirl is a special tomorrow. Enemo has bigger fish to fry later in prep, says Aaron just might be too classy, though. But, uh, Loz, have you got to lean it all in the wing stakes? It's, it's a tough race. Well, I mean, Enemo, it's interesting that Adam Pengilly telling us how Ron Duffersey on, on Formline last night on Sky Thoroughbred Central was saying that it should be odds on. He's just the best horse in the race.
1: Oh, best horse in the race, yeah. I, I agree with that. But is it his grand final? You know? I I, I I look at a couple of these horses. I'd give Ice Bath a chance. I'd I, I give Hinged a chance. Um... You know, they're, like There's just some, so many good horses. You know, you know what? I, I haven't got a, a lean. I haven't got anything that I, I really think um, uh, will win. I think they're all capable of winning. Yeah, to be it's, perfectly honest. Yeah, it's a cracking race, isn't it? Uh, I'll be going wide. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on the fangirl train, but Enamo now. I'm thinking we'll probably just you know, sit back, probably on the fence, and find a way to peel off and just weave through and maybe justify the price there, but, uh, yeah, there's plenty, you can, uh, plenty. Well, there's group one winners galore in that race, isn't there? Give us a call. thirteen fifty three fifty three. Uh, now a lot of people certainly texting in about poor old Jackson, Paula last night. It was, look, it wasn't his night, but, uh, plenty sticking the boot in. It happened on uh, my WhatsApp group chat as well. Loz yours as well, but, uh, can't pin it just on poor old Jackson there last night, but, uh, He certainly had an unhappy night and
1: Penrith took full advantage. No, that's exactly right. You know, I I think if you look through it, most players make a mistake. But unfortunately for Jackson, he made a couple. uh, And they were very crucial. The one at the end of the game certainly was uh, when he dropped that ball. But as I said, you know, you could go through it. You could pick out people that made mistakes. um, But unfortunately, he had a night that he'd rather... Forget, and I, I don't know whether he'll be in the team next week. They probably need to give him a, a bit of a spell, but also for me, was you know, their, their defence at times was good, and at other times I thought they conceded cheap yards and they, you know, allowed cheap points to Penrith. So I, th- I still think that's an area of their game that they need working on. They've got the attack that'll trouble anyone, but they've just got to prioritise that defensive line and defensive system, and if they get that right, who knows what they can do.
0: We've got Matthew on the line. Morning, Matthew. G'day, how are you? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. What have you got for us this morning?
4: I've just found a bit funny the last uh, day or two. Uh, Wayne's been, uh, Wayne Bennett's been going a bit crook how we couldn't get Ponga up there, do our play for him and things. Wouldn't be uh, loyal on that. But uh, I,
0: funny, I think... Already. I think, yeah, so, some, some stories have been written about, well basically saying that Wayne Bennett was justified in putting it on Calum Ponga and uh, therefore he didn't end up there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think necessarily Wayne was overly disappointed.
4: But the funny thing I find about it all, he's already signed a, a contract for his grandson, Anthony Milford, up there playing. And look how much better Brisbane are going this year without him and how bad Newcastle are going with him. But these uh, Wayne's already got him up there playing. He'd be sort of one of the last players. He'd be looking to sign him the I thought.
1: Yeah, to... to... Milford's defence, um, he came in way underdone for the Newcastle, Newcastle know, Knights and the fact that he's played his best football under, under Wayne Bennett, um, and Wayne thinks he can get the best out in him. He knows what uh, makes Anthony Milford tick, so if he gets a pre-season up there, I'm not saying that he, he, he'll, um, he he'll set the world on fire, but what I will say, I think he'll play better football than what he's playing now at Newcastle.
0: Good on you, Matt. Thanks for the call. Um, now, Alex at Wagga says just on last night's game, and no one is sticking the boot into Luttrell. Both of his errors resulted in opposition points. Very, very inconsistent. I'll tell you what, though. That he's What about he, how he uh, you know, drew those defenders and that little flick pass over the top to Cody Walker that led to that try? But then on the other side of the fence loss, sometimes he does get caught out positionally there at fullback. And uh, there was that... Uh, was a... No, it wasn't a 40-20. It was when he was caught out of position. O'Sullivan put a beautiful kick over the top Mm. and forced him to sort of reef the ball back in play, and they ended up getting caught in the in goal.
1: Well, as a fullback, you cover more distance than any other player, and you've got to be always on the go, and you've got to move from sideline to sideline. And playing at fullback... You've got to be fit. You've really got to be the fittest guy in the team Mm. because you've got to be able to talk, communicate, organise defensive systems while you're getting your breath back. But you also then got to put yourself in a position to get the ball on the full, make sure you're you're, uh, carrying the ball back strongly. And it takes a lot of effort. And again, he's been out of the game for a while and they just tested him last night and moved him around. So that's something that opposition teams will look at. But it will—he'll improve and needs to improve as he as he goes forward, um, Latrell. But but last night they, they played him perfectly, and they also put a target on him too. Every time he carried the ball, it was like, you know, we need to make a, an example of this guy and and know, and let him know that he's not in for an easy night. And I thought they handled him in particular when he was bringing the ball out of trouble very very well. Jeff, morning, mate.
4: Hey, Gerard. What's doing? Much mate. You give me a favourite and stop poking fun at Corey Norman.
0: Oh, oh, very good. Uh, Loz, um, I'm surprised Loz didn't laugh. Oh, that's man. that's oh, I was about that's to say a... it's right up Loz's Alley, but I'm not gonna say that anyway. I just did oh, alley well done. Yeah, thank you. Right. Anyway, I hope he doesn't
2: bite his nails. <laughs> oh. Hello the yeah, ultimate guy. Yeah. Hello, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he uses the nail file. <laughs> it's so good
4: to have you back
2: Ah, uh, it's so good to be back Although, mate, it's you know felt like a long week, buddy This Friday thing
4: Why, Well, why's it taking so long to
2: get to Friday?
4: Hey, pub Yeah Your performance on Monday was nothing short of extraordinary, mate Loose lips sink ships Yeah Right oh. Mate, I, I, I want to get want What
2: goes on tour stays on tour, buddy These boys should oh. know better They're not yeah. getting it out of me all
4: yeah, please Takes. It's just on they behalf of the things. listeners. <laughs> the, the,
2: the listeners aren't getting out of me either.
1: <laughs>
4: Clarky. Yeah. Hey, take the tip from me. Mm. Loz is a parrot. <laughs> he sings like a canary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm rock
2: solid. Uh,
4: no, yeah, of course you are. You're no, a, you you
2: should have sent him snooping through my phone uh, messages, mate. direct <laughs> messages on Instagram, <laughs> pictures. He wanted to see the lot. He's not bad. I can't leave my phone on the table for two minutes.
1: Now, Jeff, you'd want to do the same thing, wouldn't you? No, you'd want to get hold of his phone and have a look, wouldn't
4: you? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So, what have I done wrong? (laughs) Trust me, you would. (laughs) No chance, mate. Anyway, look, on a serious note, right? Mm. Mm. Clay.
2: Now, we're losing you, Jeffrey. Go again, go again. We lost you. We just lost you.
4: Yeah, I said, what's the interest in people's business? On a serious note. Personal
2: life, you mean? Yeah, um,
4: personal life. And, you know, we had the tragedy with Paul Green. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're going through this with Ben Ratten. I mean, mm. I just—do do people understand it's their livelihood? Yeah. Like I know they joke about your personal life, right? And obviously, you're an Australian captain, right? But what's the intrigue? What's the interest? Why do they want to know?
2: Mate, you're asking, you're asking the wrong person because I don't want to know about anybody else's personal life. So I've got no Can idea why people want to know though? about mine. I, I, I think I think we I think we are. Um, Oh, I don't curious know. Curious by nature, Clark. Yeah, I think that's the right word. Uh, I think I curious this, is the right huh? word.
4: Can I ask you this, Puppet? Has it ever affected you? I mean, as you've gotten older, you've probably gotten a bit No, closer. definitely. A-
2: Hundred. Yeah. Ma- I-, I, um, I-, I felt like it took me until I was probably 28 to actually accept who I was, to actually accept that, um, you know, I, I am... Yeah, different in certain ways to what past Australian cricketers or Australian cricket captains are, are like, you know. I, yeah. um, you know, I think it took me a long time to accept that some people, no matter what you do, some people are going to like you and some people aren't. Whether that be your personality, the, the way you play the game, what you do off the field. So yeah, it, we, it was really difficult at the at the start of my career. Um, now I feel you you build a. I don't know. You sort of build a brick wall that you don't allow people in. You you, you find it hard to trust and you rely heavily on your close family and friends. Uh, and that probably makes you cherish the people that are close to you as well. But you also build a bit of resilience as well where – you know sometimes you take things personally that they aren't personal. people have just got a job to do there, got to write an article or say something on TV and I think it, it, it goes both ways as well. I think we've got to, we've got to be resilient, we've got to be tough enough to, to cop your criticism and um, in Australia, I think that's how, how we're built as well, so that takes time to learn. but sometimes you also you know you've got to cut people some slack as well.
4: Clucky just one thing right with with Paul Green I mean do you think as a society we understand mental health
2: I think we as as men as men particular, I think women do yes I think women are a lot better at it than men I think we've come a long way but we still don't talk enough I think certainly What's in this country we still have this you know you you shouldn't cry or you shouldn't express your feelings I think we're still a bit old school there but we have come a long way
4: too much depth because obviously the family's grieving, and but you look at someone like Paul Green, and you know he was a terrific footballer, mm. you know then became a coach, and he got obviously he got flicked from North Queensland after some success, but then all of a sudden all these jobs come up, and the only job that he was in life for was an assistant. Now that's got to do something for your ego, right? Now I'm not again I don't know. But do you think, I mean, it obviously plays a part. I mean, he was probably, without knowing, but you would think that without getting a job, he was a little bit lost. And, you know, I just think there's just too much scrutiny. And I understand the media have got a job. Mm. But as I've gotten older, I've realised that there's there's so many agendas, right, Mm. with journalists. And I just don't think, they do it in the proper manner. I really don't. And I watch a lot of programs, right? I, I, I read the papers and I understand that they have a job. But seriously, when these people, and not just coaches, I'm just talking, you know, sport in general. Mm. They just, people have got families. People yeah. have, it's their livelihood. You know, and Los, you, you've been around rugby league a long time. But if you're not good with the media, they can ruin you, whether you're a player or a footballer. And I think you know that. And I just don't think, I just don't think that we do things properly. I re- and we got a lot of work to do.
0: Good on you, Jeff. Uh, appreciate the thoughts, mate. I've got to get to Brad Davidson shortly. But running a trade business isn't all sh- uh, sunshine and rainbows. It's full of spreadsheets and paperwork. Boring, and that's why you should use Fergus Job Management Software, the smarter way for tradies to make every job successful. Let Fergus make your life easier. You can save hundreds of hours on admin, get paid faster, and make every job profitable so you can focus on all the things you started a business for. Fergus, Tradey Swear might. For more information, go to Fergus.com. Brad Davison, morning to you. Morning, Jared. Morning, everyone. Uh, Group 1 Racing, Raw Ram Week. What do you make of the wing stakes? Uh, who are you leaning towards?
5: Yeah, it's back, isn't it, this weekend, guys? Um, Bit of a smile on the face this morning, that's for sure, with the Group 1 racing back, and obviously that means that the colder weather's starting to disappear. We're starting to get a bit more warmth in those days as well. So looking forward to to this weekend. Um, In the wing stakes, look, look, he's a super or Animo? to start with, but um, for me, I've just got to take him onto a degree here first up, just simply for the fact that, the latest trial, he just looked a little bit warm and, and going back to last preparation, I do remember at the start of his campaign, he, he did just parade a bit fresh and look, his first up run was great against the bias at Rose Hill last time in. Um, but I just wonder whether I want to be diving in at those sort of odds, um, considering he's a horse that does improve with every run of the preparation. Basically, he's got that profile of second up, he improves third up, he improves a bit more and then fourth up, he, he's generally really striking top fitness. So, With all that in mind, I've probably got to be around him a touch at the short odds. I've marked him more around that $3, $3 $3.10 mark. Um, I'm with Moanga. I I, I concede that the lack of speed in the race is a concern. He doesn't want it to turn into a sprint home. He doesn't really have that dash. He's he's more of a a grinder home and he wants that genuine tempo. But uh, look, he won this race first up last year. I thought he's first up running the Futurity in the uh, last preparation was great and uh, i just think he, he sets up well enough to, to be really competitive here at seven dollars um we know he doesn't trial well that's always what he does without the shades on he's done that again this time in but um we know he turned up on race day and that's the key so look i'm with him mwanga i, I think Bangal run a good race if they do turn it into a sprint home she's going to be back me last but one thing she does have over this field is she does have that turn of speed and if they're able to track into the race with Bowman aboard there and, and sprint a bit quicker than the others there, she might be able to finish home over the top. Want to see a bit more from Forbidden Love, um, but can see she gets a positive map. Profondo's an interesting runner. He, he, he's he been settling better at the uh, at the trials. He's been trialling well. And obviously, last preparation, he just didn't really go to plan at all there. So he can definitely improve. And um, Halal's another one who can jump out of the ground second up. Second up last, Brett, he, he ran a close second to Animo. Um, if you can reproduce that effort, mm-hmm. then you've got to be somewhere there for sure. But look, I'm going to go with Mo just at the better odds to beat Animo. But um, yeah, great race to kick off the uh, the Group 1 season.
1: What are some of the other horses you like to Muradova? Uh
5: There's a few, Loz, I don't mind. Um, probably the best for me on the program is race 5, number 6, Showmanship. Uh, this former WA Galloper, I'm, I'm going to put my faith in him here. He's, James McDonald's going to ride the 55, I believe. He's given half a kilo over. That was the uh, permission by stewards to do that. But you go through this horse's form over in um, Perth, and he's only had one defeat in Perth, and he should have absolutely walked in that day. That was back in 2019. Went to Caulfield in, in 2020 and, and won well in good figures there. And then went to Moonee Valley, won well there. And then, of course, had that uh, that long tendon injury, come back, went to Warnable first up, struck a heavy 10, and run out of his skin, he, he loomed up, and it was just a just a fitness on the on the heavy ten that that told late in the piece there. But look, he's had a nice soft trial leading into this. He finds James McDonald. He's got no weight on his back, and I just think the likes of King of Spider, although he's going well and will appreciate a dry deck, his ramwick record's nothing flash, and I, I just think he's been a little bit overplayed of of late as well. So for me, race five number six showmanship, and look, I think Lord Ardmore could go back to back race or make it three in on the trot, actually. Race six, number three, Lord Ardmore. Uh, He's just flying at the moment. He gets him well again. He gets the right sort of run again. 2,000 metres is going to suit him, and Bowman's... uh Riding extremely well. So I'll go with those two. But, uh, yeah, race six, number three, and race five, number six at Ramwick.
2: David, what can we expect from the Ram- Ramwick track tomorrow, buddy? What's the forecast? Yeah,
5: the forecast is for a chance of a shower here in Air Clark. So fingers crossed we missed those. Soft six at the moment. So if we miss those, I think we'll get back to a five. If, if, we, if we get those showers, maybe we stay around that six range. But, look, rail out three. I expect the track to be relatively fair there. And we've only had five and a half mil, I think, for the last uh, seven days. So if we do miss that rain, we're a soft five already this morning. So we could even be getting towards a good track. So let's just fingers crossed we can miss those showers and have another uh, good track there at Ramwick.
0: Okay, so Davos tips. Race five, number six, Showmanship, $3.40 with Tab. And race six, number three, Lord Ardmore, $3.20. Now we've got to get your thoughts on Loz's Multi. Race one in the highway, number five, Bandy's Boy, just to run top three. And in race six, number seven, too much to bear, top two. That's $9. What do you reckon, Davo?
5: Yeah, well, Bandy's Boy was a good winner on the heavy 10 there back at April at Ramwick. Um, you know, beat some better horses and probably what it's up against there uh, tomorrow as well. So it's a, it's a definite chance. And uh, the other one there, too much to bear, Well, I think the step-up and trip's going to be the key for this horse, guys. Just the second up run, I thought he he ran a lot better than I thought, and it was always going to be a bit short, the fifteen hundred. So he gets out to 2000, and I'm sure he'll be flashing home late for you, Loz.
1: Oh, I'm hoping so Dave. I'm hoping so He's looking going for, four for four in a row, in a row though, mate, yeah. you
5: Four know? in a row Gee Loz I might have to give this game away you know? <laughs> <Just> Come on <laughs> the racing expert On Friday as well Professional You're
2: gambler Davo He is now these days
5: he, He's going he's gonna to <laughs> give up the big sports break You just sit at home and... <laughs>
4: Yeah <laughs> oh, Just sit at
1: home and punt boys That's what I'm going to do <laughs>
4: What are you and laughing it, at? Oh, dude, yeah a lot What are you laughing at?
1: I'm laughing at a lot uh, anyway the
0: Maltese open uh, today's offers under on the tab at the tab website just click on sport and today's offers and Dave we will catch you on Sky Racing 1 tomorrow.
5: Yeah look forward to it guys we'll be there with Marto and Gator in the afternoon join us there for an afternoon of racing or of course join in to Sky thoroughbred central as well. Thanks guys